All right. So what do you have? You didn't tell me I was leading banter. <laughs> is this your way of starting banter? It is. Putting me on the spot? Yes. You didn't... Nope. Big day nope. for me today. It was a big day for you? Yeah, for a couple of reasons. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. The first reason is I'm on vacation. Me too. As we record this, we always... Obviously, we would try to record these a little bit in advance. And we both just started vacation. Hey. Of course... You can't We're not really going anywhere. do anything for vacation anymore. <laughs> we can't even go to Rhode Island to no, see our families. <laughs> no, that's families right. banished. As of today, uh, Rhode Island is banned from coming to Massachusetts. And Massachusetts, Vice versa. Massachusetts folks can't. They're going to Rhode Island. They must come back and quarantine, which I'm sorry, folks, is absolutely crazy. It's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Unless Rhode Island is the size of like my big toe. <laughs> And I'm from Rhode Island and love all my friends and family who live there still. And I love visiting and getting out of there as fast as I can. Oh, that's terrible. But it's ridiculous. It's the size of a county of most states. What are it's we true. doing here, Drive people? through it in one hour. What are we doing? I don't know. I honestly don't know what's happening. I don't want to go down there. Don't go down that it's road. It's depressing. pandemic talk. No. What was the other big thing? You said you had Well, that was the first thing. one. So vacation. So we're looking forward. We're going to be going on hikes and we're going to do some mini golf and we're going to try to... Have do a fun staycation. Yeah, do a lot of uh, day trips um, throughout Massachusetts. and Maybe for, New Hampshire. Yeah, we too. might take a visit up into New Hampshire for Since a day trip. Since that's allowed. Or crash in a hotel room all squeezed together in one bed. Don't they allow that? Ten people in one hotel room. We won't tell them. <laughs> Sneak the kids in in a suitcase? What are you going to do? Hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. They're all, they're all going to listen to this podcast and we're going to be banned from New Hampshire. The so what else is so exciting? The, the second I'm, reason yeah. I'm so excited is, as you know, we played basketball outside today with our yes. two oldest who like playing basketball. And I had, a, I had a pretty good day. Oh, my word. Pretty good day for the 46, almost 47-year-old man. You know what? <laughs> we <laughs> we did beat you one time, Michael Jr. and I. Um, and that was a good game, I have to say. I hit some good shots and Michael had a few good, strong. good dunks and P.S. It's not a 10-foot hoop. We will lower it down. It's so called that, mini ball. We so played mini ball today. dunking can happen. No, I can dunk on a 10-foot net. No yeah, sure. Sure you can. Your son will be able to. Yes. Your son will no be able to. No question about my that. My son also. Yeah. <laughs> my, son, my son's going to be awesome. Your son. Your, your my son, son's going to be nah, taller than yours. Be, eh. <laughs> so then, uh, then Mariana just picked up her game and Man, just couldn't miss. she couldn't miss. miss a shot. She could not miss a shot. I tried everything. I jumped as high as humanly possible for didn't me. Matter. She was it didn't just matter. in a zone. She just hit, she'd hit it. It didn't matter how far away she zone. was. And then how I started taking advantage of that to just psych, hand it off, hand to it psych off, you guys off, off oh, and then take advantage of that and dunk a couple of times on the. I'm tired. Three I'm not going to lie. I'm tired. I'm getting But old. more importantly, then I played one on one against my son, mm. who admittedly pretty much beat me handily in the Although I came back a little bit, beat me handily in the first game. Handily? Handedly, handedly. Is that a word? Handily, yeah. What does that mean? You handily defeat somebody? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's. I've that's never proper. even heard it. Okay, you have a better vocabulary. But the last than me, game, obviously. I I beat him. I can still beat my son as of today. And I said to him because he was very. And that was after four. Very angry. That was after four games. And I said to him, Michael. Very very soon, you will, be beating your father all the time. And he won't be able to beat you anymore. I said, unless he has like amazing outside games where he can just knock knock threes down or whatever. It's true. 
It's coming. So the I'm days just, are just, coming. Listen, I, days I, I'm coming. just celebrating it that I still but you can. know what? You, can, you still can. I mean, you looked like a beast out there dunking on him and beast stuff. Beast mode. Yep. I was scared. I'm like Shaq. Mm-hmm. Almost as fat as Shaq, too. You might be getting there, but not. COVID, How dare you? COVID's been bad to us, as as so many others. We've been working out, but it doesn't matter. The pounds still go on. I don't know why. Oh, I do. <laughs> Lots of food and drink. He's <laughs> rattling the glass. Ah, uh, the joys. But listen, folks. Welcome to another episode of Raising Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. So we didn't really have a... T- topic for today's podcast, but then I went to my trusty list that is now down to two other topics, and we thought this one would be a good one to do before we head out on vacation, and we're going to be talking about Project Nazareth and the Domestic Church. So... As you might may or may not know, the two of us, we do both work for the church. We've always worked for the church in some capacity, whether that was in a parish. For me, it's it's been in a parish. It might go for diocese, archdiocese, all these kind of places. But um, we're really excited about this. I'm really excited because... Michael's team is putting this together, and I'm excited because we're going to be using it at our parish. So we've been talking for years I mean, just years of ministry about how important it is to reach parents, reach the adults of the church. We would solve a lot of problems if parents are evangelized and have a relationship with Christ through the church. And then even if it's minimal, have a pass on a positive association. And even if it's just a very basic life of prayer and practice we want more than that for everybody mm-hmm. but i think um i've been now working in the church for 27 28 years wow coming this fall i am old <laughs> so i've been doing this a long time and i am now firmly convinced that what we typically do for k through five and i've been saying this now for years laurie can attest we've to been, this we've been saying this like out loud at workshops and presentations is that we spend so much the church spends so much time and money and energy in k through five kind of traditional religious education and by the way this is even if you're doing some type of intergenerational model which was i think on the right track and we and we we buy these textbooks and we buy these really just comic books we put kids in classrooms and as if we we're making believe it's like a school, school and we the parents are either the enemy or they're incapable. So we don't do anything with that. We don't evangelize them and we don't reach well, out to and them. And good parishes try. Even yeah, and, yeah. And that makes try. a difference, by the way. Yeah, just trying But the to point being is, something. by and large, we're talking about by and large, I think we've, we've continued to try to use this type of model that's just not bearing the, the desired fruits. And so I just really, especially since I've worked in the Archdiocese of Boston, I've become a little more convinced of we got to kind of break the system. We've got to be bold enough, and this is, you know, St. John Paul II called for this new evangelization, new in order, new in methods, Message new in expressions. And I think we've got to need all three of those to be uh, be willing to kind of break it and just focus in, zero in on the family. And this would stop, by the way, from marriage prep to baptismal prep to uh, the time of life when uh, uh, there's only young, we've talked about this uh, in the mass um 
slash surviving mass episode when you're just got toddlers just and you're just ones. trying to survive with little ones at church and and then on into kindergarten and up. So Project Nazareth really is kind of is an outflow of uh, this vision and, and a lot of my teammates share the same enthusiasm for trying something new and the and the pandemic just simply accelerated what was uh, going to be a slower plan about rolling this and I'm just really blessed to have a, a committed team of disciples in the Archdiocese of Boston who really worked hard over the last couple months to put out what I think is going to be a pretty nice um, uh, nice materials and resources for families and parishes to use to raise up the domestic church. And again, it's meant to be in the home. So we, because mm-hmm. a lot of parishes aren't going to be able to do right. regular faith formation this year. Even if you really, really wanted to get back in the classroom, the restrictions are so difficult and it's just, it's going to be really hard time schools and everything that we've, we've already talked about. It's just really tough times for everybody with restrictions and pandemic and, yeah, and some people I think are a little concerned about is this going to be placing a lot more on um, the parents? But you you have a nice little story that uh, a parent was all worried about. Yeah, one of our parents. Share that because I think that kind of gets to, to the crux of this. One of our one of my team members, where we've now formed an evangelization and formation team, so we've kind of done away with the traditional uh, DRE, and this person only does this, and we're we're really team efforting in our parish. And um, one of my team members, you know, had a parent in one of the lower grades reach out and say, I don't think because we've let them know we're not going to be doing the classroom um, model. We're moving to a family-based, home-based, you know, lessons and we'll be helping you. And she, she called her very upset. You know, I don't think I can do this. There's, I have three, I think she has three kids in three different grades. And she said, I won't be able to do three different books, three different curriculums. Yeah, a lot of times they, uh, a parish will hand out the leader's hand out guide. Hand out the leader's guide for every. And then the textbook. And she, was, and she was overwhelmed with the thought of it. And my team member said, oh no, we're moving to a family model. So we're going to give you resources for things you can do all together. And she was kind of relieved like, oh, okay. This is, I'm not going to, the idea of I have three kids or four kids and I have to do a whole curriculum with each of them on top of their schoolwork that they're probably going to be doing virtual for a lot of the year. And that's just overwhelming, overwhelming to families. They're going to be overwhelmed as it is with everything having to do with schooling. We don't, as a church, don't want to overwhelm them more. We want to help them and let, let their faith be a source of hope and strength for them in these trying times and becomes and not a burden and becomes part of their daily lives a daily culture if you will of that home and not just uh we go to mass if we're lucky we go to mass and i drop you off to religious said and then maybe we do a prayer here and then maybe we say grace but what we want is that for this to become a beginning of a percolating of faith through god's grace in the home and in in project nazareth this, these materials are meant to keep it simple, a little, a little bit. And basically the strategy is five to 10 minutes a day. Just look at these materials and have a five to 10 minute game plan as a family, seven days a week. Of course, also going to mass, ideally. Um, ideally, if you have more than that, that's great. But the idea, just starting out, just start slow. It's okay. Life, daily life. You're not going to become 
the Mr. or Mrs. Holy in in the in, in two days, especially if it's if you've kind of it's there, but it's on the periphery. This, for all of us, this takes time. It's an ongoing thing. So five to ten minutes a day. And so I, I think um, there's so many directions we can go with this. But I, I think the first piece I would start with is, you know, Laurie and I like to talk a lot about when we've done family presentations on a proper ordering, um, a proper ordering in our lives and in the home. And the first and foremost thing, right, God has to be the most important thing for each, for Laurie and I as individuals. Mm-hmm. We are individual baptized Catholic disciples. And so we need as individuals to be working on our relationship with Jesus Christ. First and foremost, it's the most important thing has to be for each of us, the most important thing that we do. And when that gets out of whack, everything's everything's out of whack. whack. Mm -hmm. That has to be the, that has to be the priority. And then when each of us has Christ at the center, then in our marriage, then we can put each other next. So our priority is our marriage next. Yeah. So, and a lot of times this gets flip-flopped, I think, in today's parenting world. We put the kids, yeah. the kids first, the kids first, the kids first. And that's not saying, oh, we're not we're not paying attention to the kids or we're yeah, neglecting we'll the kids. But the point is that if we're not taking care of our marriage, and what does that mean, taking care of our marriage? Like, Spending time together, talking. Do you like spending time with me? Most of the time, I do. <laughs> Is it a burden? Is it a burden Most for you? Most of the time, to it's spend not. Time with me? <laughs> Making sure we go on dates, and that when we were when we were having, we had little ones. We had to get babysitting for yeah, that, that was obviously. That. It had to be, but we yeah, made yeah. even at times where our money was tight. We said, remember, was. I forget when we decided to start doing a monthly a monthly date night, and we thought that was reasonable. Once a month, we knew we were going to go out of the we're house just together. About stick to that usually. We're pretty good with that now, especially because we don't have to pay for babysitting. But even when <laughs> things were crazy and we had a bunch of little ones, we made it happen. Even if it was not, it was nothing extravagant. We used to go yeah. to when we could go to Rhode Island. Now we can't, but when we <laughs> used to be able to go to Rhode Island, we would go to like the Cliff Walks in Newport or do something outside that was free when we were. Yeah, the point being just is just being after God, you have to work on that on that marital relationship. Um, so if you're married in, in your home, you got to work on that just like anything else. And now the good news for those of us who are married in the church, we've, we've, just, we've participated in the sacrament of holy matrimony. There is, we have to remember, Thanks. right? Sacraments are encounters with the risen Christ. So there is particular grace available to us mm-hmm. to do that. To do that, it's we're not on our own, and I think I don't. And I, I was talking to a colleague at work, and this was kind of a big thing in her mind. Like we need to do a better job of emphasizing and reminding each other of that—that that we have a particular grace available to us mm-hmm. by virtue of that sacrament. And that's why that sacrament is so important. And if you're listening and you don't have that sacrament or you're married, I I deal with lots of couples on a regular basis. They come to us for baptism. And one of the questions I ask is, are you married by a priest or a deacon? And sometimes they they say, well, no. And I just had a situation just recent with a with a beautiful couple. And, and I went back and forth. And she said, the reason why we're not is my husband was married previously. And he was actually married in the Catholic faith. And I said, have you ever looked into it? An annulment that maybe it's a possibility that there's an annulment that could happen there and and she it was like a whole new door opened to her and she talked to her husband and he was open to it and they're gonna they're gonna look for that and see if they can go yeah. through that process i mean just sh- the sacrament the sacramentality of marriage 
is so underplayed today. It's just, you know, no big deal. Sadly, it's, some people, the, the, the mass, the ceremony at, at the church is just like a ceremony on the beach. But there's something unique about for us as Catholics. Yeah, we the it's been elevated. We encounter Jesus Christ, like you said. And it doesn't and go away, assuming that we are right with God. Can't be a state of mortal sin. So both of us have to be right with God. So we have to go to confession on a regular basis. And then out of that comes the capacity for us to really, through God's just abundant love for us, we can tap into that Grace grace, which we need. We need it. Because let's be honest, it's not easy living with me. I mean, it's so easy to be married to me. Still. It's easier for you than it is for me. I mean, wait, it's easier for me than it is for you. Wait a minute. (laughs) So I think, I know we're belaboring this point, but this is is so critical and so many people get it wrong. Church. So many people yeah. just get it wrong, and we've witnessed it, and it it just makes families suffer. Yeah, they, families just suffer when mom and dad aren't right with God and with each other. Yeah. and look at the divorce rates. Because I mean, out of so high. out of our relationship with God, that fuels our relationship with each other, and then that grace that we can tap into as a married couple, then helps us to be in the right place to be good parents right. to our children. And that's a proper ordering. And then when, by the way, when those three things kind of have it, we have those things figured out. Everything else kind of falls into place by and large. It's not a perfect life, but... You like that phrase, by and large. By and large. Am I saying that a lot today? Because you know what? Every time you say by and large, I think by, of the movie Wally. By and large? Wasn't it like, like... As in buying something large? But it was like, um, is that what it is? By and large, your new best friend. Oh, really? Was it by and large? I don't remember. Oh, someone will correct us, but... Oh, yeah. It's I'm like, sure uh, somebody's going to take time out of their B&L. day to correct us. I can picture it in Wally. I've seen Wally like a hundred times. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. I won't say that anymore. <laughs> now that you've pointed that well, out... it's too late. I already see Wally flying through the sky in oh, my mind. Every time you say, by and large, your new best friend. All right, go ahead. I'm done making fun of you. What was I saying? I have no idea. Chilled. No, when you have your right ordering of your relationships, everything else falls in line by and large. (laughs) (laughs) You suck. (laughs) Wait a minute. We've already been told people enjoy listening to us argue on Raising Eight. Oh, great. You just talked about how important it is. We have something to work on. Insanity here, oh, folks. My word. You know, I'm just going to drive over to Rhode Island and I won't be able to come back <laughs> for two you weeks. You can. You just have to uh, quarantine, quarantine for two weeks. <laughs> two week vacation. All right. So, oh, any, so, children the, so, so that proper ordering proper is kind ordering. of the foundation that we need to build up our domestic church. And then, and that's how, so that's a constant kind of checking in on that. And I think we've shared this in the past. You know, we like the, we like, have we talked about compassion? I don't know. Anyway, so so part of our routine as a family in a domestic church is um, we'll do a whole we're going to do a podcast on prayer. So I'm not going to kind of dabble into that, but we have a we have pretty good patterns of prayer. I think the basics are down pretty cool. Lori's talked about uh, starting the day in prayer with the kids, but uh, both Lori and I have a pretty good pattern of morning prayer individually and then night prayer before we go to bed together as a couple most nights, not every night, but most nights. Sometimes I just pass out. Yes, and then snore, and then I pray. For both of us, yes. because we are one through the sacrament. So when I'm praying, I'm praying for you also. Thank you. So we'll, we'll do a deeper dive in prayer and, and some of the strategies that we use as a family for but prayer. But you're talking about confession. Yes. But I think that's very important because, again, to be able to tap mm. into grace, we've got to be in, we have in, to a, state be in a state of grace. Certainly not in a state of mortal sin. 
And so we try to kind of create a nice pattern of getting to confession as a family. Sometimes it's, Laurie likes to take the kids and she goes on. I really prefer going to La Follette Shrine. It's just my preferred place to go. Sometimes we go as a whole family. That's quite the uh, trip when that They're happens. They're getting pretty good at they it. Now we have five that receive yeah. the sacrament and soon to be six. Yeah. So. so that's kind of cool. And I really love doing that. And sometimes it's Laurie's just gone with the, the kids to uh, to the parish and I just take off um in the middle of the afternoon, I just try to get there to get the confession in at La Salette. One of the nice things is it's every day. But there's a regular, we've been pretty good over the last few years, probably longer than that, of checking on each other and getting to confession. And I got to tell you, it's made the world a difference. Mm. I mean, I've always personally loved confession. I've had a long yeah, me too. kind of just love of that sacrament. I've never really been scared of it. I've never wanted to not go to it. So that's a real blessing. And that doesn't mean I've had some interesting, weird that's a whole other <laughs> podcast, podcast for another day. But I really believe that's that's kind of really needed to help us have a strong domestic church, right? It absolutely is. You just, I mean. <laughs> I hand it off to you. And you're is, like, Bob. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Bob. Uh, that's, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, All right. Oh, oh he God. hit that ball really hard. Like we're turning this into a flipping play-by-play. Like play. It was like a golf comment. So, like it absolutely is. <laughs> and now on to our sponsor. Um no, I, I mean... Do we have I sponsors? No, we don't have sponsors. No. It was a joke. It was it was a joke. Maybe we will someday have sponsors. <laughs> Stop jingling your glass. Um, yeah, I, I think there's anyway, nothing I know more drag- to say on we're it. Dragging we're dragging this out right now. So I don't but know what else important. you want me to it say, Bob. All right, so... <laughs> so okay, so all those things kind of try to... We try to have that in place. Then it's really... That helps us to be kind of pro- properly positioned to really be used by a God to kind of build up, to create this domestic church. And I, I think this is um, like, I'm both Lori and I have blessed. We, we had parents who took seriously and have trying to have a holy home to the best of our, our ability. We were taught how to pray. Uh, our parents had relationship with Christ and told us about that and talked about that. So the domestic church was being built up in our mm-hmm. own home. So that's a tremendous blessing. I know not everybody has that. So when you don't have that growing up, there's a, there's a difficulty, I think, and 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 building that because mm-hmm. what are you using here? So you're going to blogs and books, and those are fine, but we have an obligation as parents, as Christian parents, to build up the domestic church. And Saint John Paul II wrote some beautiful stuff about the domestic church, and emphasized, and and also Vatican II documents. Can I even talk about the Vatican II documents? Or some people were saying that Vatican II was really, really bad. Oh my word, I've read almost all of those documents. They're so beautiful. I just don't understand it. Vatican II documents are so beautiful. Yeah, so folks, go read a Vatican II documents. Just go read them yourself. Don't just read somebody else's, whatever their antagonistic comments. Pick them up and read them yourself. Certainly the spirit of Vatican II, I'll put that in quotes, air quotes here, folks. Um, There were a lot of things that people went overboard. Sure, absolutely. In the 60s and 70s, and that didn't help the church. (laughs) (laughs) That's my my new nickname for you. Passing it over to you, Shirley. (laughs) Wait, why? I don't know. You call me Bob, I call you Shirley. Uh, oh, I guess so. Yeah. No, I think I think creating a domestic church in the home, um, because you kind of alluded to a few of these things, and we grew up with it. So praying with your children, but praying with your spouse. I think that's really important. You mentioned we we pray together usually at night. That's like the time we found because, you know, he gets We're up really early and I get up. Fair. I'm not 
excuse me, Bob, you passed it over to me and I'm, can I talk? You've talked for like three quarters of this podcast. Oh, I don't, oh, I don't think that's true. I think we should go back and do the mathematics on that one. Oh, I will. Oh, good. Surely. <laughs> but I think the, you were talking about Yay, the idea. they're fighting again. Uh, and the crowd cheers. I think it's important to to talk about these simple ways that we can build up the domestic church at home. That's the home church. I mean, how do we do that? How do we talk about, how do you naturally talk about things related to the faith? I think something that's really, really important and sometimes in today's world is forgotten about is artwork, is having beauty, beauty, having beautiful religious artwork up in your home is really important. And I think just Having a child walk by or ask about it, are you talking about, oh, see Mary, you know, talking about Mary, having statue, having pictures is... Just reminders. Reminders, of, constant of what reminders. Is most important What's to this important family. in our family? Yeah. You could walk around the house and you know, I mean, without even pulling in, you know, because you see Mary outside with the Fatima children and, you know, you, you, you say, hmm, oh, that must be important to this family because there are... they put statues on their lawn. I mean, they've, we've been blessed with beautiful statues that have hand, been handed down to us from relatives. And, um, so yeah, I think that's a good, you know, uh, by the way, side note, um, we're hoping we're toying with the idea of creating a website for, our, for raising eight, because we realize sometimes we talk about things that it'd be kind of cool to flesh it out a little more in writing, but more importantly to give you show some pictures, visuals. a lot of things, yeah, visuals of things in our own home to give you ideas. Because I don't know, but we've benefited from that mm-hmm. over the years where we see people's ideas or they share or we see something yeah, in exactly. our home. And we go, oh, well, that'd be really nice to have that. But I think it's funny when you walk through most of our rooms in our house, maybe not so much the bathroom, but most of the rest of the rooms, including <laughs> our children's bedrooms, there are pictures of Jesus, of Mary, of saints, crucifixes. Um, and that's, and again, we're not a, we're not kind of big like being gaudy about it, but it's just about in every room. So it's enough to you're reminded to remind on a regular basis. And that's a that's a that's part of what we need in the domestic church is that kind of that regular reminder, especially when things aren't human. going so well. Right. Yeah. We, we just need visual things. I mean, that's how we're created. We need to. Actually, I always look over at one spot on our room because we right we had that picture up and then I painted and we didn't put all the pictures back up. But there was one picture of Jesus and I always would just turn and look at look sacred at heart Jesus. Yeah. The sacred heart and just. You know, look over there and it just would well, remind me to a, pray. You have that divine mercy, have divine mercy image you gave to me. It's kind of hidden right now, but yeah, we it does need to go on the wall. But yes, the idea of we need that as human beings. And our children need that. They need those visuals to right. help them develop that relationship with Christ, with with the church, with Mary, with the saints, they need the. It gives additional context to things that we talk about or try to talk about with them, right? That there's right. a visual to it for for a child, yeah. So I think the other thing is we I won't belabor this point, but also the kind of music that we listen to. We've already had a whole podcast on the media, but it's very important for us that we we regularly have Christian music playing in this house. Again, that's another opportunity to reinforce. Yeah while we're, we're already teaching the kids in, in the home. And then I would say, um, and then it comes down to like the intentional kind of catechesis and formation of our children. Now, listen, Laurie and I both have master's degrees in theology. We've been doing this a long time. So I know that's not every family, right? But every person who loves God 
and who's especially if you're married in the church, you have the grace available to you to build up the domestic church. So this is not like you have oh, to have some kind you of have to, do the, to talk to your kids about always, Jesus. Yeah, it's always no, good to learn you don't more. Need to, right? It's, it's always good to study it's good and to learn be a more and pass that on. Learner, you can't give what you don't have, right? Right. To constantly be looking for more information, and but as I actually just said earlier today to my pastor, we were talking about starting the project Nazareth at our parish and talking about all that. And talking about what we're going to be giving out to to the parishioners instead of textbooks this year. And we're giving everyone a Bible catechism. We were discussing, do we give them a full catechism? Do we give them a compendium? And and Father actually said, I'd love them to have both. Because you you'd, it'd be, I think every family should have a catechism in their home. A catechism of the Catholic Church so you can reference. We... You don't need to be a theologian to read the catechism. It wasn't written for theologians. It was written for lay people, for everyday people who are Catholic. It was meant to be able to be opened up. Some of it is a little deep, so you might need to read a few times. But the compendium sums up these points of the Catholic faith in this beautiful way that just makes it easy to be able to read it and then go ahead and explain it to your child or or get a UCAT, which is a youth catechism. There are so many beautiful resources the church has to help us to be able to explain the faith. And the compendium, compendium of the of the catechism is is kind of, for those of you who are familiar with the Baltimore Catechism, it's kind of more of that format. Yes. It's like question, question answer. and answer. Yep. It's not meant to be memorized. It's too big. But it's a kind of cool way of looking up question. It has a good index. Mm-hmm. And then it references paragraphs in the actual catechism for you to go deeper. So if it's, you want to go deeper. It does yeah. help for those who are just kind of beginning to dabble in. And, and so Project Nazareth, the intention behind it is that the textbooks are the cate- a version of the catechism, a version that's kind of approved and, and solid, and Holy Scripture, the Bible. Mm-hmm. Folks, got it. What more do we need? We got to open the Bible. Right. We have to actually read it. <laughs> To wait for someone just to tell you what it says, we can Catholics so, can read the Bible too. Amen. So, I, <laughs> and hopefully, we finally put hopefully that to rest. We, I hope. I hope we finally um, have learned that. So, so just a kind of a real quick kind of Project Nazareth kind of what's the? It's very simple. So the texts are a version of the Catechism. You pick. It's up to you. So some parishes are gonna kind of zero in on what the as Laurie was saying how what they're gonna give or recommend to the family, both um, for the Catechism and then Holy Scripture. Um, and again, we recommend officially the Archdiocese recommends, um, I'm trying to draw a blank on that now. Thank you. Yeah. So that's the version that's used at mass, Catholic mass. So just so that there's a consistency because one of the big, um, series, the project Nazareth has a couple major, if you will, series, one is called the sacred mysteries series, and that's based on the lectionary. So it's to help families kind of slowly throughout the week, prepare for the readings at mass. Um, and so that's that's kind of important. So having the Bible that's consistent with the mass readings just makes it easier. Uh, Laurie and I would both recommend, from a study perspective, the Ignatius, the Ignatius CE. Um, yeah. um, um, so if you're looking for something for a little more commentary and probably one of the best translations out there, I think. I think it's the best translation. It doesn't have commentary. The plain Ignatius one does not. You have to get the you study. It, There's a study. Yeah, Bible. study one. Yeah. Anyways, point being is that's a pretty good translation. Yes. I have that as an, for my own personal reading. Me too. And Laurie does as well. So, and we give that to our kids um, when they get of a certain age, so they get a little small leather bound um, Ignatius um, Bible. All right. Um, so those are the textbooks, if you will. That doesn't mean that you can't have other texts 
that you a parish may want to kind of share with a, par- a family or the families may choose to that's that's figure that out on your own but the point is we're just saying go right to the source go yep. to the catechism go to holy scripture and and then these weekly if you will lesson plans for lack of a better term we're calling them weekly toolkits toolkits kind of gives you um, it kind of gives you the, okay, here's the topic for the week. And it's, again, for the sacred mysteries, it's based on, I'll talk about other series that were, that are in process right now. It gives you, here's the kind of the theme for the week. It gives you the three object learning objectives. This is what we're hoping we're going to learn more about this week. And then it has four, I can't believe I'm not, I'm not remembering. I should have had a sample up. I probably could get that up. Is it three? Three what? What are you trying to say? The different elements of it. I should know this. I should have memorized this in my brain. Oh, I think there's four. Yeah, right? Okay. So the first one, I believe, is ponder. No, that's yeah, not I don't right. know why you're going to do this from memory. When, yeah, I mean, it's really just pull up the sample and you can read from it. But we're really excited about it because not only are we going to offer it to our families for faith formation, but um, as I told my pastor today... We're going to use it here as our with our family. I'm excited to use it with our family, especially the lectionary-based one, because I've never really gotten a good routine with going over the readings before they came. And so this will be really great for the kids to be able to do this throughout the week and incorporate it into just our daily routine of talking about these topics and parts so- of faith and scripture. Right. And I'll say this again, but you can go see the basic information and then see a couple sample lessons. Uh, the the full stuff's coming out in a couple of weeks. More details on that to close the, the podcast awesome. in a few minutes. But um, so I was, you know, the good news is I was actually right. It's good to know that I know, you know what's what? actually part Sometimes of Sometimes you really get it right. So again, the learning objectives we said, and then the next piece is what we call ponder. And so every single weekly toolkit has the following sections. The first one is ponder, explore key themes for the week. And it's really just kind of some questions to consider, to reflect on and think about. And we have them for younger children and we have them for older children. And by the way, when we, we're talking about age group, we're talking about pre-K through, K, through grade five. But you really could get this, yeah, I pull mean, this off grade seven this, even. Right? I'm going to use this with all the kids yeah, and I, yeah. really just tailor conversations for the high schoolers. But I plan to use it with the whole family especially when we start off in the morning with prayer, I'm going to be talking about these themes and doing these. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. As I'm looking at the older children, I, I, they would, some they of these would, questions I really need to, questions. I need to think about. Yeah. I mean, we all need to be able to think about these questions about the faith. So you have this big ponder section. And again, you know, one of the things there is it's okay to ask questions. It's okay. The wonder about the faith. This is not a bad thing. And, and I think for too long, I, I, I saw this in, in catechetical circles where it was, Hey, no discussion here, folks. No question. Kid, you don't ask a question. This is what it is. That's not a great... That's certainly not how I grew up in the I faith. Don't, yeah, and, and I don't... experience of faith. I had lots of questions. And yeah, then, as a kid, I didn't do well with God, that. I, had I like to ask parents. I know. Listen, my parents, you know, it's, you know, like anything else, or religious that I got was hit or miss. But overall, I encountered a lot of adults who welcomed the questions. Good questions. And, and then it talked and they wanted to talk, talk to you it about through. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of the whole point it, of the faith ponder. And reason. Yeah, that's the point of the ponder. We have to section. be able to use our, our minds. The second section that's pretty consistent is what we call listen, and that's just family lexio divina. So the idea of praying with scripture. The cool thing, folks, is that if you're using this program, you're gonna get a parent guide and a prayer guide. And the prayer guide will kind of give 
some explanation of how to do Lexio Divina, because sadly, a lot of Catholics still don't know what that is, praying with scripture and this, this four basic elements to it. Anyways, so the, the, the prayer guide will have that in there to help you do that. But it's just praying with scripture. And we give you, a, we give you an actual passage to do Lexio Divina as a family uh, with. And the third section is pray. And that's just, well, it's just what it is, folks. It's just a special prayer for the week. And it changes every single week. Doesn't mean there won't be any repeats, by the way, but um, the idea of just going, even doing something, and that's the hope that we're introducing, giving you as mom and dad ways a, to pray with the kids. Yeah, a new prayer tool, right? Throw that in your toolbox, and hopefully you can call upon that in more situations than just that one week. And then the last thing is is act, because you know all these things: pondering, listening, praying is supposed to move us to, to action. action through grace. Um, Pope Benedict XVI talked a lot about this with actually ironically with Lexio Divina that when we're inspired by God's holy word and we're praying with God's holy word is supposed to move us to action sometimes that's for growth in the interior life and sometimes that's for kind of acting out of love of neighbor mm -hmm. and so we give ideas of how to and again we do this for younger children for older children and for the family we give you ideas on how to do some type of action related to what we've been covering. So see, mm -hmm. it's not not rocket science, but we're hoping we'll put packaging this nice and it's a really nice looking uh, design that we're doing. And it's kind of cool because Ordinary Time is um, is in green. And so anyways, the, the colors of the actual lesson itself will match the liturgical Perfectly, season yeah, colors. Cool. So that's kind of cool. And that'll teach some people different some different things about the different vestments that are being worn at different times of the year. Yeah. Um, so I think that'll be helpful too. So that's the so that's kind of the general outline for all the all the lesson plans. So the weekly toolkit. Excuse me. Uh, we have the sacred mysteries um, series. We're gonna have a charisma, the good news series, kind of the basics, the basic gospel message. Because um, I'm really firmly convinced, and I think Laurie is as well. Is too many people just simply just don't know the basics of the basics of our salvation story. Right. God's the reason for our hope is <laughs> right. the, whole, the whole point <laughs> the of reason, all of this. The whole point of this all is that Jesus Christ came, died, rose again, <laughs> save us Amen. from sin. It's all reason. I mean, literally the reason why we're even just doing this podcast. Yeah. We're going to talk about, you know, we like to talk about just random parenting stuff and we'll do more of that. Mm -hmm. But the real true motivation of this is the gospel is the good right. news. That's kind of, that's taken hold of our lives. And we really just want that for for everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. That's the whole point. And any disciple wants that, desires that for other people in their lives. And that's kind of the, um, so the good news series is kind of, that's the whole point of it is to help parents and families kind of really own that, if you will, in their own domestic church. Mm -hmm. And then we'll do some other, uh, what we call micro series. We got one on the Eucharist that'll be released relatively soon once uh, once the, uh, the whole series gets released. And then we're, we're working on one, we're going to be working on one on racism especially in light of everything that's happening in our country today. Um, the church has a lot to say about that important topic. And then we'll do others. micro. So it's kind of cool. So we'll, this is going to be, you're going to have a three-year lectionary series. You're going to have this charisma series, this micro series, lots of stuff, almost too much stuff. But the point is it's all there available for families to tap into and use to help support what they're trying to do in the domestic church. So whether you're a neophyte, by the way, neophyte means just you're new, you're just trying to figure this out. Or maybe you've fallen away. Maybe once you had strong faith and you kind of just, whatever, life just kind of pulled you away from that. Or you're kind of all in right now. I think there's a lot. There's something for everybody. Yeah, for everybody. Here. And then for those of you who kind of have it, you know, 
as figured out as you possibly can as human beings. We have a going deeper section, which that's particularly targeted towards the parents and mm -hmm. older children. So we give you lots of, that'll be online, lots of different resources to kind of help you go. Take it a step further deeper. if you really want to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I know this is this is not meant to be an infomercial, but it's just we're really excited about this. And I'm, I just... Uh, it's something that we've really... Be, Michael and I, we both have yeah. worked for the church, as, the church our whole professional careers. I mean, straight out of college, both of us have just given our lives in service to the church. And so we... And we met each other. I mean, I met Michael right outside of college is when we met. And so we were both... Not outside of your college. <laughs> right outside of the college doors, you were a professor. No. Not true. Um, That'd be weird. I met you right after graduation, pretty much. That fall is when we met. And so I've... We have just had these conversations for at nauseum, at nauseum for years. Kind of like this episode. Kind of like this, no, but just because we both have a heart for the gospel, we have a heart for ministry, and we just we want to be able to bring people closer to the Lord. We both have that desire, and so. And in particularly in our field of working in the parish or in the church, how do we do that? How do we help other people right. become disciples? Yeah. How do we help them fall in love with the person of Jesus Christ and then seek after him and bring others, have that desire to continue to bring others to him? So this is just a really exciting time to be able to, you know, tap into what it's for the me. It's a, offering and yeah, and so Lauren and I have talked about this for years. This has been again through my through my work. It's been really um, the Lord's clearly was putting this in my heart, my mind, and my heart. I was going to say my hind and my mark. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go on vacation. Oh my word! Good thing vacation's so, here. <laughs> so my mind, my heart, but but it's really and and just I, I'm very grateful to to the Lord for really opening up and this and you know. I really, you know, Condor Sean's talked about this, that the, God is going to use this pandemic. We need to be ready for that mm -hmm. and be aware of how, we, and I, I've already seen this in a lot of different circumstances, but for us and my team, the work that we do, it really pre pre presented us the opportunity to work and, and kind of speed up the process of creating this. I'm really excited about what God's going to do with this. Mm -hmm. And so we're, and we're excited for you and all your families. And so uh, you can find, again, more information at, at bostoncatholic.org backslash project dash Nazareth. Eventually, an easier URL will take you to information. Eventually, projectnazareth.com will work. It's not, it's not working yet, folks. But in a couple, in a few weeks, it will be live and active and it'll take you right to the page. Listen, if you live in the Archdiocese of Boston, the good news for you, family, parishes, doesn't matter. By the way, if your parish is not using it, you still can take this, yep, use this information. You, you can purchase you can, it for a family, it's right? Not, you don't have it's to purchase cheap. it. If you live in the Archdiocese oh, of Boston, right, right. it is it's free, free. We're giving this you. away to people in the Archdiocese of Boston. If you do not live in the Archdiocese of Boston, it's still relatively you can still cheap. get it. It's real cheap for a family. If a family just wanted to purchase an annual subscription, so it's not like... Again, we're not going to kill you here, folks. Fifty dollars. Well, that's really cheap. Fifty bucks for a and family for a whole year, and you get access to, to all these online all weekly toolkit stuff, and then anything parent else, guide. parent guides, the guides. Like you have access guides. to all of it. Yeah. Down the line, we'll create videos. We are, we have big plans for what we're going to do with this, and you'll have access to all that for fifty dollars. 
And if you're a parish, you can purchase, I believe it's $500 for the first language. So I'll say English is your primary language, but you have some Spanish families, only $100 for the next, for each extra language. And we, we are producing this in Spanish and Portuguese as well. So, and again, for Diocese of, uh, Archdiocese of Boston, Fall River, and, and Providence Diocese, a lot of Portuguese families, we hope that'll be, that'll be helpful. Mm. Down the line, we might do this in other languages, but we're really trying, again, we're trying to get this into as many homes as possible. So please, um, you know, check it out. Uh, feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. There's a webinar coming up this coming on the Wednesday the 19th. So it'll be the Wednesday after you're listening to this. Well, if you listen to it literally on that Thursday, um, there's a webinar on implementation ideas. It's really targeted towards parishes. But if you're a parish leader and you're listening to this, check that out. Anybody's welcome to register for that webinar. Thanks. Is your commercial is now done. It's a long infomercial, but <laughs> as hopefully you figured out, Laurie and I are very passionate. This won't be the only time we talk about the domestic church. And this is, again, near and dear to our hearts. And so it's kind of cool that my home parish is my home parish. Well, yeah, I guess it is my home parish now. Right. Is going to be piloting this. That's right. This year and giving us lots of feedback. You already have it's, given us lots of yep, good ideas. We, mm-hmm. we really appreciate that. Well, you know, we do what we can. Give a shout we out a to our lady team. of Mount Carmel, Seekonk. <laughs> okay well thank you so much for listening and I'm not gonna do the, I'm not gonna do a whole spiel today I appreciate that I get so bored with that <laughs> well now I'm gonna do it I'll sum it up really just quick just so we have one last give us a we have one like. last argument if you don't like us don't wa- don't listen alright end of story what folks follow us on twitter Nah. I could probably we, we're still only at nine followers on the Raising oh, Eight. That's why we're going to start. I'm we're not gonna, even on Twitter. <laughs> you're not even following us. So I don't follow you. But we are going to work on that website. And so yes, that'll we'll give you, again, we, we're trying to, we really, listen, Laurie and I are going to keep doing this. But we like doing this together. We like it. We're just going to do this. We're going to get to like 20 years out. We're going to be doing, we're going to have thousands of episodes. <laughs> we're going to have a big cake, just two of us. But won't let the kids have any. <laughs> we're just going to keep doing this. Raising but eight. we would it's love to, we were, I was really excited with the homeschooling episode we had some yeah. good engagement got us some good questions so we'll, we'll dabble more with that kind of stuff we have some special guests that we think we're going to be having in the near future I'm not going to announce that yet but we did promise at the beginning of this we would have some guests yes and I bet you people are going to really like that episode and they'll give us five stars oh maybe write us it is okay I'm very secure in who I am you are hey listen folks This was Raising Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. God bless.